a long time ago, like a little over two years ago, almost exactly to the day, we recorded our second ever episode of this podcast. And now, as we revisit every Star Wars movie, we're returning to Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It's working! It's working! Now this is podcasting. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. And good morning to our (laughs) listeners and sweeties out there. This is How Star Wars Is It? And it Uh is a podcast, and it is the podcast. That's right. This is... uh, It's it's the only podcast, and it's it's certainly the only podcast wherein the two co-hosts rate and review any topic... On the scale right. of one to ten, of how Star Wars it is, and that's right. We're, this we're year, at the of end anything. of every month, we're revisiting actual Star Wars movies. That's right. We're now going in we've... reverse, um, like numerical order, not not like of their actual title, but of how high of a Star Wars score we gave it. Because right. we felt pretty confident with our high scores, but our lower scores, we felt like maybe they deserved another look. So we're sort of recalibrating the scale through the year starting with our highest and then once we get to the sort of lower ones we'll reevaluate did we get that right yeah i think so i mean you've heard of the hatchet order for watching star wars right this is the don't do it this way order because it might be the worst way to watch star wars yeah. <laughs> uh, because it is you are starting with um there's no there's no uh quality consistency and you are starting with the end of the first trilogy the be- and then you go right to the beginning of the sequel <laughs> of the prequels yeah and you just jump around everywhere and it doesn't make any sense but it makes sense for our purposes so right. we're talking about phantom menace this week yeah um, and in fact one of the first things we did is we said i'm mike and i'm josiah or hi josiah hi mike whatever it was we said I yeah. my first note in my phone is I went back and listened to our episode on the Phantom Menace, which was our second ever episode recorded, uh, like in March of 2019, um, in person. And yeah, in person. Can you believe? Uh, and we, uh, I was like, we were very new to this podcast, which like, duh, of course. Um, and in fact, <laughs> Did we, we call were each so other new. like Mister God. Well, yeah. So we were so new that we had to record the intro to the show after we recorded the episode because we were like it would probably make sense if we like teed up what the show was about (laughs) and then the other thing i wrote was we say our full names we're like i'm mike gospel (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh weird that we didn't keep doing that and weird that we did it in the first place yeah it's strange it was a strange choice but also strange that like, it was a choice, and we should have stuck to it. Yeah, in fact, while no I'm hot on this, let me just read the other things I noticed of our first, or our second ever episode. We flipped a coin as to what the first topic was going to be, because the very first episode was Star Wars, A New Hope, and we agreed that that right. was going to be the first thing. But we flipped a coin for who got to choose what the topic was, and you won, and you chose Phantom Menace. But, like... Okay. We couldn't even do that now because we have games and we like we like plan out what the episode is gonna be. 
Yeah. So like we didn't even have games back then, which leads me to another note. We didn't have games. We did not for like the first two episodes. We did wow. fucking sixty-two minutes on Phantom Menace without having a game. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. I also said we are very hot. Like we are like, <laughs> like, like a uh, like volume-wise or energy-wise. Just energy-wise. Like we're like we're gonna we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Um, we were so then, young and full of life. Let's see what else? Uh, full of vim and vigor. Oh, we talked about how we quote came up with. Now this is podcasting, which of course is yeah. itself a podcast that exists. Right. Um, yes. We also had such hot takes as, and if you think about it, Star Wars movies are kids' movies. It's true. And. I like Star Wars as much as Star Wars is Star Wars. We had a bunch of shit that was like, oh my God, who's listening to this? And Um, are they saying real sentences that actually make sense? Yeah, right. And then finally, I think in the first episode ever, we did mention chili, but this Mm. episode, the second one, the Phantom Menace one, was where we really solidified the chili metaphor. Wow. I mean, that's pretty impressive to me that episode two, we already had chili. Like that is... Uh That's pretty good for. I mean, I'm I'm honestly proud of that because yeah. uh, that's that's a good metaphor, and I'm glad that some things never change, including us saying sentences that don't make sense and talking about chili. And of course, we have Star Wars is chili available on our merch store as a T-shirt, a sticker, whatever you want, whatever you want. But um, I took a lot of notes for a, a phantom. A phantom is. I said it again. Yeah. I always, uh, listeners, you might have heard that in the first time we talked about this. I, for some reason, always call this movie a phantom menace. I don't know why. It does but, make more sense. Yeah, like the phantom menace is like sure. It's it's, it's like, like if saying, it's a phantom, like, the idea I can't think of. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> if it's a phantom, then it's not definitive, so yeah. you shouldn't use the yeah. because it should be. Yeah, it should be. You're right. So I'm right. Yeah, you're I'll call right it a phantom in thinking menace. that should be the title. <laughs> yeah, it's a phantom menace from now on. Everyone get used to it. But I'm pretty sure I was thinking about this. I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it when we did it last time. Oh no, we went like straight into recording. We're like, I remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so I hadn't watched this movie since like 2015. Yeah. When I re- when I watched all my one of my friends hadn't seen any star wars and we watched them all for the first time for her leading up to uh force awakens Mm. um you know those halcyon days when star wars was coming back and it was new and fun and fresh those halcyon days (laughs) i see i don't know the first word that you said that that is the name of the main character in i jedi by michael stackpole (laughs) His last name is Halcyon. Yeah. That's silly. I need to go read I Jedi again because I remember <laughs> loving that book and we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, but so I hadn't watched it in so long. And so I watched it literally today and it was fine. It is a, <laughs> it is a, it was fun. Like I enjoyed parts of it a lot. Yeah. Uh, cause I, cause like, you know, we, everyone likes to, well, what's weird is now the, the, the pendulum is swung and everyone loves the prequels right. and it's like, they're good. And the thing is, guys, they're not good. No. You can like them. They have a lot of value depending yes. on like the glasses you're wearing. Yes. Yeah. You can like them, but like simply from a movie making standpoint, they right. are not good. They are not good. Well, at least the Phantom Menace is not good. The acting is stilted. Yeah. The, the but the, the even like the CGI does not hold up. It's very weird right. how goopy everybody looks, and there's weird like 
technical stuff that's like, why'd they leave that shot in? Like they'll cut <laughs> to people for a reaction that's just a little too long. And it's like because they were talking to a computer character. And so there's not someone for them to actually go off. Right. Or they'll like someone will say something and the camera will pan to them and they'll wait to say their line until the camera has panned to them. And it's like, what's happening? Yeah, there's a and- lot in this movie that doesn't mean anything for the movie. You know, that doesn't like forward the plot or like yes. give you insight to like a character's internal life. Which, like there's just a lot of like, boy, oh boy, if you cut all the scenes that were quote unquote unnecessary, this movie would oh, be yeah. half as long. <laughs> well, and like, yeah, I, there, a lot of my notes were like, uh, well, and also is this a, is the one on Disney Plus the special edition version? Because I'm pretty sure I'd never seen it. I didn't know there was a special. I don't know if I knew it, there was a special edition is version. the like retouched version where Yoda is CG. Yes, and yeah. there's extra scenes. Oh, really? I am 99% positive. I'll have to look it up. Um, but I, because there, there was stuff I didn't remember, like Qui Gon taking Anakin's blood. Oh, on, that's like, definitely in the movie. Is that in the original? Yeah. Man, maybe I just didn't. Hold on, I gotta look it up, because I, I felt crazy. But based on like kind of what we're saying, my very first note was. Okay, yeah, Jar Jar is annoying, but this movie is fun. It's a cartoon yeah. where R2 and C-3PO meet. <laughs> yes, okay, that brings me to, uh, I don't know if, I can't find if there's extra scenes, so I'm not going to worry about it. Someone tell me if there's extra scenes or not, because I felt like there were sometimes, and it felt like I was in another uh, like Mandela effect where I was in a different universe. Anyway, Which, that's not real. <laughs> right. It's not real. Um, I like, but it is. I like actually get like a little uh, aggravated when I see people going like, "Whoa, it's the Mandela effect," and it's like, "No, human memory is bad." My my, I'll, I'll go off on a tiny tangent <laughs> and just real quick because yes, and and also it's funny too, and sad because the biggest instances of the Mandela effect, and we might have talked about this on the show. We did already. very recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just racist. or maybe some like, alternate versions of us did, r- and mm-hmm? yeah. Like, it's just racism. Like, people thinking Nelson Mandela died in right, prisons because right. Americans don't care about world history. People not knowing how to pronounce or spell Berenstain Bears or Bernstein Bears is because right. we're racist against Jewish people. And, and people just that thinking, it's a name that, like, you you filled in have, the blanks yourself. Yeah, like Whatever you remembered. That's and then the also, thing that I love the most is that particular example, Berenstain Bears. Like, I don't remember it this way, but it's like, you were fucking five. You were a, you were a baby. Yeah, you were a child. <laughs> you weren't my fa- spelling Berenstain a whole lot back then <laughs> my favorite is the one where people are like i'm i know that sinbad was in a movie called shazam where he played a genie right. and it's like guys listen that one's hard because it makes more sense than reality but also it is still racism because it's just another big black guy it was Shaq in a movie called yeah, Kazam. like but it's like yeah the one that we think it is makes more sense yeah because it make more sense that a comedian did that and not a basketball player well, and but like just in general high level you can like the power of suggestion. I can tell you, remember this and you'd be like, Hmm, yeah. I don't, but yeah, now that you say it, I do like people's memory yes. is fucked. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite example of that is like, there was a study where, where they would prime people by showing them, asking them picture or asking them questions about their trip to Disneyland. And they would show them pictures of like them with bugs, bunny or like bugs, bunny in the background. And uh-huh. they're like, Oh, do you remember meeting bugs? And they were like, yes, bugs was so funny. He put, fingers behind my ears and of course bugs is not at disney no, world because right. he's not a disney character but you can make people remember things there's a which like, is why i didn't those, remember like, mini doc series on netflix i can't remember which maybe memory explained like the the vox explained series i can't mm, remember mm-hmm. but um they did one on memory and 
they asked a bunch of people like tell us about the day of 9-11 and this girl mm. was like my school was in Brooklyn and so it looked over the river and we could like see Manhattan and we could see all the smoke like through the window and like then when they like investigated they were like your classroom did not have a window facing Manhattan yeah of course <laughs> you just you're like yeah of course I, I remember that right but I, all that to say that's why I don't remember I think some of these scenes is because I uh, have a bad memory and haven't seen the movie in yeah six yeah years. it's become this like abstract thing of like yeah bad acting the first prequel it was hyped to all hell and it was bad and, and what you what you said about it's a cartoon where R two and C three PO meet yeah. that that brings me to one of my little side my one of my side projects while watching mm-hmm. I was trying to put myself in the mindset of Star Wars fan in nineteen ninety nine like adult Star Wars fan yeah. right because I saw this movie in theaters as a child but I'm like adult Star Wars fan like how I felt when I went to see the sequels and I was like what were the moments that people either were like yes right because it was like a because it was like a reference or a shout out or they were like grown I can't believe they're going back to that well yeah you know and so like right out the gate I was like there's a Master Yoda mention because Obi-Wan's like Master Yoda says I should be, be right. wary of the future mm-hmm. and then Qui-Gon says he has a life debt to uh to freaking oh, uh-huh. or that uh, Jar Jar has a life debt to him, which I don't know if they ever say life debt in the sequels, like or in the original trilogy. But everyone right. at that point knew that there was the Wookiee life debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you've got mentioned Tatooine and the huts. Sure. Like I'm just like picturing myself. Then I'm like, were people like, oh, they said Tatooine? Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, like they said the huts because they knew it was going to be on Tatooine because like the of the previews and everything. But I'm like, what were the little things that in theaters, like when they said R2D2, and they're like, this droid saved us. R2D2. Yeah, you know, where, where everyone just thing. like so yeah. much of this movie it, it it plays like their reveals and fucking none of them were because of how much marketing there was. Everybody well, knew Darth Maul had a double-bladed lightsaber ahead of time and then when they like play that scene it's just so like It's like okay, cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then like the the like Kira Knightley, Natalie Portman reveal is like so yeah. bizarre because it's like that thing where we know we what's know going on, Natalie... but no one else does. And it happens right. for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. We know Natalie Portman is the main character. Right. And we also can, we can tell that they're not the same person for most of the movie. Yeah. It, it, it's also, it's a weird needle to thread that they didn't do very, very well of, Yes, they are reveals in universe where it's like this is a surprising new thing. Right. But they are sort of treated as a movie in the movie right. with like, the gravity of something. Like we found out it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something important, right? Yeah. And then but like in context of the narrative of the movie, it makes no sense as to why it's important. Yes. It's like why why are you putting so why are we watching you like come in this droid? Like it doesn't matter yeah. what his name is. It's all this. It's very silly, but like, it's silly. It's a silly movie. It's a very silly movie. I I have multiple notes just about like Tatooine, mostly yeah. the pod race. I I said the intro of the pod race is bananas. It takes like three minutes, and there's also a poop joke. Yes. Um, and then the whole scene is like five ten minutes. Like it's so long. It's oh, it's no, exciting. The, the, but the pod race takes, I am certain, 45 minutes. 
because I, one of my notes was like maybe one less lap. Yeah. One less lap would have been fine. Like or, there was nothing that like, happened. Don't make us literally follow the entire. Like you can make little cuts. Like. Maybe yes. instead of it being three laps, maybe make it five laps so that we see a total of like, you know, one. The, I don't know. The really Im- I still had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> I, I, I had fun with it, but then I got, uh, but intermittently, like I was like, there was a time where I was bored and then I'd be like, okay, now something fun again. Yeah. But I, yeah, I was just like, maybe one less, but that's also this entire movie. I'm like, maybe that's true. five fewer seconds yeah, yeah. of that shot. Of maybe every like every shot. Maybe maybe one less lap. Maybe like one less when they're going in, <laughs> when they're going through the planet's core underwater. When Qui Gon and Obi Wan are with Jar Jar, they do the bigger fish eats a smaller oh fish that's attacking them two times. Yes, they do in a row. And they have the moment of there's always a bigger fish. Then they could have escaped and then gone to the surface. But then another big fish eats another bigger fish, and then and it's it was like, like, why did we need that? Yes, totally. twice. And if you're going to do it twice, then do it another time so at least it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus do, Christ, these fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just you doing it twice makes it seem like you forgot to edit one of them out. Right. <laughs> That's it's so, really so funny. strange. Um, the only other Tatooine note I have, by the way, is Sebalba says Slimo. And earlier yeah. in the movie, Anakin says Slimo. <laughs> yeah, Anakin has bad pronunciation. Or Sabalba does. Who knows? Or Sabalba. Also, also in a way that this is very Star Wars, pronunciations are all yes. over the place throughout. Of course. Um, they say, like, I think Coruscant and, like, yeah. Coruscant. They People say, say that of, differently. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they say Sabalba's name. And it makes me wonder, like, at that point, at this point, George Lucas had a lot of money. and But apparently he did not have the wherewithal to hire someone on set who is a continuity person to make sure that everyone is saying the same thing. I don't think he cares. He though. doesn't care. He doesn't like, care. He, doesn't he care. says Gungans and some people say yes. Gungans and other people say Gungans. Um, okay. So I, I, uh, after watching the movie, I went and re listened to the beginning of what is now blank check with Griffin and David, the podcast. Right. Um, they started out by doing like a deep analysis of this movie and Fantastic. Uh, like I just wanted to, I listened to just make sure I wasn't like stepping on shit they've already said which of course we probably already have now but um one of the things they pointed out that I fucking love just the premise of this movie is predicated on you know a trade blockade specifically in and out of Naboo which is ostensibly like a paradise planet yeah and they were like what goods does Naboo not have that they need so desperately <laughs> They have or like it, chrome ships and like Tuscan. Or is it a? <laughs> is it is it the reverse where where their entire economy depends on shipping out it, all of possible, their? It's possible, but yeah. either way, either way, it's like very weird. I'm I'm okay, um, I'm that, reading the High Republic book right now, like the first oh, book of. That. I just got that from the library. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, in, my, in like, my library app. A lot of it's about, I won't go into it, like I won't spoil it for you, but there's a lot to do with hyperspace travel in general. Okay. And like the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it is really weird that there are entire planets, or as they say in Star Wars, systems, meaning like mm-hmm. a planet and its moons might all be inhabitable. Like yeah. like we we have a planet, we live on a planet, it's called Earth. And we get all of our resources from Earth, and we move them all around on Earth. We're doing a bad job of it. We're about to kill the planet, but like, but we don't need to outsource to Mars. Yeah. So like, how did these planets survive before hyperspace was like pioneered? (laughs) That is an excellent question because like, yeah, because every planet 
in Star Wars is like one biome. Right. And so like if you're missing, Except I, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. <laughs> maybe we only see the one. But that brings me the the thing you were saying about. Oh, I lost it now. The the goods, the trade blockade. Yes, trade blockade in, in hyperspace. Okay, I, I I tried to come at this movie with like a a meta perspective, knowing that like knowing that George Lucas hates like like the fucking government. Rep- Republicans and the government yes. and stuff, you know, I was like, what is this movie now? Like watching this as an adult, like, let's figure it out. And it's so interesting because once again, it, it is trying to say something, but then kind of doesn't have a, a conclusion. Yeah. Right? It's like it so, has a point of view and something to say, but it doesn't know letters. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like the idea that like the Jedi sentence. are sort of like strict about rules and sort of missing the, their own point, and so is the government. Like he's pointing attention to like these major power systems and how they're all kind of fucked, and yeah. like that's kind of exciting. Even honestly, like I wrote this note: um, Qui Gon explains midi chlorians to Anakin, and it's weird and boring, but it's kind of cool. And, like, yeah. the idea that even Qui-Gon, who does seem to sort of embody the spirit of the Force and the Jedi, as opposed to, like, the strict rules they all have, like, right. even he is like, well, the tools at my disposal are testing the blood levels. You know, like, yeah, they're so far gone as, like, a spiritual entity because, like, at some point someone realized this thing in cells was relevant. You yeah. know, like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of... I've completely swung the other way on midi chlorians. I think they're kind of cool and interesting. <laughs> I think I think it's like you know I, I I like it as a ex like I like it in the prequels context. You know what I mean? Because sure. I think like you said, it does make sense as a thing the Jedi would rely on. Um, but yeah, the the to go from so here okay, a couple things. I didn't realize that. Palpatine was from Naboo. That's crazy. Right. Um, He's the like senator the, I, of Naboo. Yeah, I just didn't realize that. But what's so here's what's here's what's interesting, right? Because you have Palpatine who is a secret secretly evil. He's a politician who is playing both sides to try to get a war started so that he can essentially grab more power and create endless war so he can have more power and more influence, right? Yeah. And so the in in this extended metaphor with with George. Here's what I think George is trying to say. Because the Republic is the United States. Yes. I think that's pretty easy to create right. they that. They have a distinction. Senate. They have a Senate. And the they, Jedi it's constantly in gridlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the Jedi are essentially like the uh you could read them in a couple different ways, but like they're essentially military might. I was in say, a way. They're they either are, the church or the police. <laughs> yeah, they are special forces slash yes. church, kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? And so in the very beginning, I was like, you know what? This opening crawl is actually more interesting than people. It's kind of a meme of like, oh, trade disputes. Right. But what what they're saying is that a, a politician secretly sent, if Ted Cruz secretly sent Navy SEALs to Iran, that would be bad. That would be headline news. That would be the opening crawl of a movie. And that's essentially what Palpatine does. Yes. When he's like he's like right. sending sending the Jedi to go like negotiate. It's like no one said you could do that, dude. Well, he didn't send the Jedi to negotiate. The right, Chancellor right, right. did. Chancellor Valorum did. But Palpatine was in charge of the he's reason playing. they were sent. Yeah. Right. Like, and he's playing right. Both. It is like if Ted Cruz somehow yeah. anonymously like set up a like 
secession. Yes. Like which which to 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 go on like like you said like the 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 Senate literally like one of the lines that Palpatine says he's like they have no interest in the common good. There's endless squabbling. The bureaucrats are in charge now. Right. All of that is what people say about the U.S. Congress right. and every politician all the time. Like it's not it's not subtle. Like Lucas is being like this is our government. They can't get anything done even when there's actual emergencies happening. They don't care about the people. They only care about money. And like he even says, the bureaucrats control the chancellor. And guess who controls the bureaucrats? The Trade Federation. So he's he's saying like money controls yeah, the politicians the money. and the politicians yeah. control. Exactly. And so he has this really big He's like anti-lobbyist basically. Yes, like yes. The, he's the Trade Federation are like big oil, big tobacco. Yes. <laughs> this this movie is almost anti-capitalist. Yes. It's like very close it's really to close. anti and, and he has these big ideas and then there's just no conclusion, really. Not even right. at the end of the prequel trilogy. Because I, I guess the conclusion is it's easy. Well, unless the conclusion is it's easy to slide into fascism with runaway capitalism, in which case, hats off George Lucas, the prequels are a lot better than we gave them credit yeah. for. Remember in, um, was it Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, where a bunch of people stormed the Capitol? <laughs> uh, oh, wait, that was in... Oh, that was reality? Here. That's right. Yeah, never mind. Or was it in a Mandela reality? <laughs> no, it was real. Um, anyway, I was trying, yeah, I was like keeping track of that throughout being like, what is the point of this movie? And I was like, George was trying to say some stuff. Like mm -hmm. he was trying to do some big things, but then also he was like, there's a cute kid and a funny guy yeah, who's boy, got oh a rubber boy. face. Um, I feel so bad for Jake Lloyd. Like watching this again, I was like looking up stuff and he's had such a like sad He life. just like clearly had no guidance from an acting point no. of view. Like George no. Lucas was so preoccupied with s telling this political story poorly yeah. and pioneering digital effects that like yeah. the time he had for, you know, coaching Jake Lloyd to act naturally, or really for that matter, any fucking Anyone. person in this movie, like, yeah, Natalie but, but Portman's not even good in this. Especially doesn't look great because he's such a little kid that like, he's a kid. It's like when you learn lines to be in a school play. Yes. Like, he's doing, he's doing like, like old school sitcom, little kid totally. acting because like newer sitcoms when they have little kids it's like kids know how to act nowadays but when you go back and watch like i don't know the Andy Griffith show and he's like it's when it's Ron Howard and he's like right. golly mr Rollin. it's like that's what he's doing yeah. and it's not his fault cuz he's 10 not at all. yeah totally but yeah the only the, like Natalie Portman's who is a great actor is very wooden in this i mean she was only 18 at the time so like you know concessions could be made was the she only people even that, that are, old yeah, oh, wow. 17 or 18. She was 18 and 99, so she's probably like 17 when they were filming. Uh -huh. But like, yeah, the only people that are like, you know, good in this are kind of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And even Obi-Wan doesn't have much to do in this except for like react and just be stuck in a ship. Yeah. And and Qui-Gon, um, he's what's his yeah. face? Liam Neeson is doing fine. Like he's like yeah, a he's sort just of, he's like a warm guy, but like The only reason their their performances are like 
not as wooden is I think because especially for Liam Neeson, he's just a more experienced actor. He's like the right. only adult in the room. Dude, you know who else is fucking great in this movie is Ian McDiarmid. Uh, yes, I was gonna say oh, yes. Palpatine, he's, he's fantastic. So, like he's he's he, he is seems playing. Like he's having a great time. <laughs> yes, he's having the most fun. Yeah. Whenever he's whenever he's being like his normal self yes. and not like the emperor, he's just like, "Hello, I'm in, jolly. In I'm fact, a politician." His normal self. I I like found myself really drawn to his like senator was, self because yeah. like he did have that like the right point of view that it's like this yeah. is mired in gridlock and infighting and blah 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 but then every so often he would do something a little shady but like in general i found myself really liking <laughs> she yes, palpatine in this and then i was like man crazy that there's this guy out there who's trying to like turn the galaxy against itself and then I'm like wait a second that's <laughs> well and and that's another hard thing about this big metaphor that like Lucas is doing is because he is saying that is that it is the he's like the money controls the government and or like the the set like the the Congress yeah. and the Congress controls the executive branch or whatever. But then he's also saying that like there there's there is someone in the or there's people in the Congress that are also causing the endless war on purpose. It's weird. It's it's like both things are bad. But then, yeah, I don't know. You know this what is else going, is funny now that I'm thinking about it? We've, we see the Senate, and there's like a fucking billion chairs, meaning yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. many planets represented. And as far as we know, the separatist trade blockade is only happening around Naboo, right? Right. Like, so most of them Naboo probably were like, up in arms about it. But like, like, it is one planet out of like thousands, and you can tell that, and, and maybe is Lucas saying this too, the, the reason... Um, that people are all getting invested in this and getting involved and like raising a stink and like ev evicting Chancellor Valorum as Chancellor is because it's like a rich white a rich planet. planet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think that I think the argument could be made. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not the ET planet they're worried about. No, right, they're there. They're there. <laughs> the little ETs are there, but they're not worried about. It. You know, they probably got some problems. Yeah, right. It, one of which is that they're missing a very uh, a person, yeah, a whole a whole citizen yeah, of their right. He's on he's Earth. Gone, he's on Earth. He's here, yeah. or I guess in the far future. In you know, who's who's to say how the actual yeah um, right. We could get in the mini worlds theory. Well, but I think and, we've and talked like enough what about that. gravity does to time, you know, like yeah, we could get. You it, know, is it the Ender's Game the, version? The a long time ago could literally be happening right now, but it took so long for it to oh, reach us. Shit, dude, <laughs> dude, that's gonna, that's gonna. Did you see Interstellar? Really, uh, yes. And they go down to that like wave planet, and like every second <laughs> yeah. is like you know forty-five minutes or however long, mm -hmm. whatever the and math comes is. Back every and second like, oh, is. Yeah. Is it every second is a day? Every I think or it's every actually no, every, se every second is a five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred <laughs> minutes. Diapers? I want to say <laughs> diapers. Um, before we go to the break, I one note I wrote is just like a full like run on sentence, and it is thus. Okay. The final action sequence: bananas. Padme has a whooping gun. Anakin and Jar Jar both succeed by accident. Yes. Those laser doors in the yeah, lightsaber why? battle. The droids amidst a firefight. 
once they've surrounded the heroes, you know, like there's a handful mm-hmm. of Gungans and the droids come out and they're like, they're basically like, hey, stop right there. <laughs> As opposed to like, it's just shooting them, firing. But then when it's like, it definitely looks like it's bad for the heroes. It's because they're surrounded and they're like, put down your guns. Um, let's see what else is on this run on sentence. And oh, and they're controlled by a big control ship. Which is yeah. so so funny. Like Classic there is one move. central off switch, and they're like, ostensibly they can walk around and like think. Um, yeah. And then I also wrote Darth Maul should not have died. No, he no. had so much time to just you know stab Obi Wan while Obi Wan was jumping and flipping in the air, <laughs> or to like reach his very long lightsaber, or to throw his light. You know. Yeah. Here, okay. Yeah. <laughs> to go off that, two things. Maybe a couple more. The uh, this is to address. I I think most of our fans are are not the toxic Star Wars fans if they are Star Wars fans at all. But like there is and a if big, you are get the fuck out, get the fuck <laughs> out. But there's like a big contingent of Star Wars fans. Like I said, the pendulum's gone the other way, and p- people love the prequels yeah, now. Yeah. And one thing they love to do is they love to compare the prequel fight scenes to the sequels fight scenes mm. and be like, the sequels fight scenes are garbage. The prequels are the best fights, which is like. Not true, uh, because some of the sequels fight like the throne room scene in Last Jedi is literally the best fight scene in all of Star Wars. Yeah, and Yoda and, like bouncing all around fighting Count Dooku is like pretty silly. <laughs> it's that, that, that's what I was gonna say. They're not the prequels fight scenes aren't better. They are flashier because yes, they were doing yes. something different stylistically. The sequels fight scenes are more realistic. Heavy, yeah, they are heavy. You can see the weight of things and. All, all that to say, and the, the Phantom Menace fight, like lightsaber fight, is fucking dope. <laughs> oh, it's rad! But also, it's funny because you can like they're not trying to hit each other ever. They are doing right. a really <laughs> fun, cool ballet where they're never hitting each other. Yeah, you and see they're that jumping kick over each other's lightsabers. That, like it makes yeah. a like thud sound, but like the foot never makes contact with the face. And it's great, and it looks amazing. But yeah, Darth Maul like t- throws a little tantrum and hits the ground with his lightsaber, and then waits for Obi Wan to do a full flip in front of and him. And then lands and goes, cut me in half. Also, I didn't notice this. This makes me, this is another thing where I was like, did they change this? At the very beginning when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are like, oh, time to get out of here. They like speed run. (laughs) Yeah. Was that in the original? It was, I think. And so like. Because I don't remember that. In games like Battlefront, you know, like when you're a Jedi, you can run really fast. And I think that's probably where that came from. I mean, it, it, it came from, you know what is it empire strikes back where someone or maybe it's return of the jedi where luke like no no no. it's empire strikes the first back, yeah, empire is the first time we see carbonite yeah. chamber yeah we, so, like, we see a force jump we see that you can like move quick but it is yeah. like hokey dude it's the like it's strange the like jedi shit in this movie it's just like so funny i i can imagine being an adult fan in yeah. the late 80s and 90s and then like finally there's a movie announced and you're like oh my god we're gonna get to see the jedi knights and like yeah the first glimpses you get effects. is cool they're like basically like baseball bat firing lasers back at the robots shooting at them but then it's just like a group of people sitting down in a circle <laughs> yeah yeah yep yep like, um it's so bizarre some other things to go oh yeah okay to, so jar jar and anakin winning by accident is oh, God. fantastic and is also very Star Wars, right? Because we totally. talked about that with Return of the Jedi. Like Han killed the or like saves Lando on accident. But to once again address the toxic Star Wars fans, they love to say that Rey is a Mary Sue, which is like you know the term for a character yeah. who is like perfect and and doesn't need to inexplicably knows how to do everything. Yes. Which is like 
what everyone in Star That's Wars like is. The Star Wars secret sauce. Like every yes, single exactly. fucking person in Star Wars knows how to basically put together Fly. a ship from scrap metal. And so, and, and the, the funny thing is, is that they go out of their way in Force Awakens to be like Ray's experienced with staff combat. Ray has and practiced had to flying fend for ships. herself on like a rough and tumble yes. world for nineteen years. Yes, she she has like done flight simulators. She she knows how to pilot a little bit. So like when she f- pilots the Falcon, it's like oh sure okay, they. Anakin, little 10-year-old Anakin, has never accidentally... I'm a pilot myself, you know. Yeah, he accidentally starts a ship on on autopilot and then wins a firefight by accidentally crashing into the ship and shooting the power reactor on the inside on accident. Right. All of that was on accident, and he's never flown a ship before. He's only flown a pod racer. And I guess you could say, well, he's the chosen one or whatever. But, like, if you're going to say Rey is a Mary Sue, you have to agree that all the main characters are because that's what the force is, is that you're able to do things that you shouldn't be able to do. Or even, like, higher than the force. It's just, like, storytelling It's just movies. Yeah. Yeah, have they ever seen a movie? Yeah, right. Because you know who else does a lot of things that you shouldn't be able to do? Ethan Hunt. Right. In Mission Impossible. Spider-Man. Dom Toretto from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> any but any movie, yeah. uh, any movie, that, guys. That all said, when I watched uh, Phantom Menace recently, I I I will say I got a little tired of Jar Jar, but I got a little tired of Jar Jar too. Yeah. I thought it was fucking fun. <laughs> I, I had I had uh, I would have had more fun if I had watched it in two sittings because I think movies are too long these days for my old bones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but, but it like, was fun. I, I just I did, and and I think honestly part of it is that I am reading this High Republic story, which obviously has been written you know like twenty years after this movie, but like that era that they're starting to like write books and comics in takes place two hundred years before all this stuff. So yeah, it's when like Yoda was young and when sexy. the Republic was pretty much not corrupt and when the yeah. Jedi had like they were more in touch with the force as opposed to with the rules. Um, and like yeah. it, it did make me go like, oh, yeah, like, dude, the Chancellor Palpatine thing. If it wasn't him, it was going to be someone else. Because you guys, yeah. like, you guys fucking strayed from the path, my friends. You strayed from the path, And, guys. like, that made me like this movie more. The, like, weird shit that George Lucas tried to say and did a poor job doing. Like, e- mm-hmm. like I said, even midi-chlorians. I was like, I'm yeah. kind of into this. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of into it more than I have been in the past. I, I do think, like, from a technical filmmaking perspective, this is a bad movie. Yes. But from a perspective of, like... Is it enjoyable? Sure. Right. Do I like it? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Do is I think Watto it's nice? great? Y- yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is he he's, racist? He's bad. Also, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of racism, but like... Oh, yeah. We haven't touched on the racism. There's a lot of racism in this movie, and it wasn't uh, a recent thing that people started saying it was racist. No, you no. you can find articles from like 1999 yeah, yeah, yeah. And that are like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> in Star said, And I'm, I'm trying to like thread this needle here. Um, that is what's in the movie. And, like, the movie is weird and bad, and I liked it because of that. And that said, that weird racist alien thing is part of why it's weird and bad, and sort of weirdly thus part of why I like the movie. Is that a not okay thing to say? I don't know. Well, it's also, it's it's a weird thing to say. It's like Watto is, the the performance of Watto and the animation of Watto is well done. Is it also, like, a harmful (laughs) caricature? Yeah. Yes. Also, speaking of the performance of of Wano, 
George Lucas in like some bonus feature or whatever, uh, uh, some uh, some animator or CG person was talking about Watto and that they brought up like, okay, well, he has such a rotund belly and all these little spindly wings. Like, how does he keep himself in the air? And George Lucas's response was like, because they, they were asking like, we're pioneering CGI and yeah. like we we are struggling with things like giving something weight you know, realistically. Yeah. And they're like, how did we make this work? And he was like, I don't know. Just pretend he has like helium in his belly. <laughs> Which is like, oh no. <laughs> just pretend. That's uh, cute. Just just imagine. I don't know. Guys. I freaking like this movie weirdly. That's Ouch so fun. time. Ouch. God, there's so many stupid. It's great. Jar Jar is great. Jar Jar is a clown slash like drunken master. And I went and, and like, I there were times when I was like, you know, if I was watching this, I was like, if I change my perspective of like uh, Jar Jar's character and was like, oh, he's actually a drunken master fighter who uh, everything he does looks looks like he's a buffoon, but it's actually purposeful in order to confuse his opponents. Right. I was like, that makes it more palatable <laughs> whenever he's being all yeah. silly. Yeah. But also it, it's fun. It's, it's for kids. Too it's too bad that he's like racist and stupid. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing redeemable about him, which which is really unfortunate because like a clown who happens to like luck into doing well the whole time can be funny. Yeah. It's just like Like Mr. Noodle from Elmo's world? Sure. Or like Mr. Magoo. Like he or can't Mr. see Magoo and he ends from up the real world getting hit by pianos and stuff. Yeah, it's classic. Um, I have a billion notes, but I'm not going to worry about it. So sh- uh, do we want yeah, we to go to the break real go quick? go to the break. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Wee! Woo-hoo! Wootini! There's a Wootini in this. <laughs> we love you, and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizmi's listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of the show. But we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars is Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the How Star Wars Is a Store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. B- Bye, Bye, babies. How Star Wars Is It? And we're back, and we're two, oh, and we're back. two heads talking about well, a pod I don't care race. What universe you're from? That's gotta hurt. Blah 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 blue. That's from blah blah blah. Also, the music, one. by the way, is great. It's oh, the same fantastic. music, the but fates. it also has Duel of the Fates. Um, yeah, okay, Duel of the fates. we're back. Our game this week, just like last month, um, we are going to so uh, for the 40th anniversary of both Star Wars, and then later for the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. A large book was released. It is a collection of 40 short stories called From a Certain Point of View, where um, background characters, or in some cases main characters who aren't featured terribly uh, deeply in the movie, get little stories from their point of view. In the A New Hope one, there was a story from the point of view of a Jawa aboard the Sandcrawler. Um, In the Empire Strikes Back book, there was a story from the point of view of 
the like s- the space worm that lives in the asteroid. So mm-hmm. um, we're gonna take a step into the future to what twenty thirty nine? Yeah, fortieth anniversary. So of... put this in a time capsule, bury it in yeah. your backyard. And we're going to make predictions of what the 40 from a certain point of view stories are going to be for uh, the Phantom Menace book, if that were to be made. Now, I I texted Josiah earlier today saying, I kind of half-assed this because basically fucking everything in this movie is background characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's the thing about this movie. Who's the protagonist of this movie, Josiah? There isn't one. There isn't one. (laughs) There isn't one. That's that's one of the issues with the prequels in general is is that they, especially with this one, but in general, because like once you get to two and three, it's like okay, we're doing, we're doing Padman, Padman, Padme, Anakin, and Obi Wan. But in this movie, it's like we're doing Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Padme, Anakin. Yeah. Like Jar Jar. What's the happening? Protagonist, you could argue, is a number of different people, but I think it's Qui Gon. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the protagonist in this one is is a uh, well. Or is it? Is it Sheev Palpatine? I think it might be New York City because in this one, New York City is really kind of its own character. Uh-huh. Um, actually, that would be Naboo or maybe Coruscant. Coruscant, yeah. Coruscant's the New York the City. The whole planet of, of, is one big city. It's and it's like it's like it's like a third character. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> <A> third character. <laughs> yeah, the first two yeah. are Qui Gon, Jar Jar, and Qui Gon. Jar Jar, and then Why Coruscant. is Jar Jar involved so much? I one of my notes was that I was like, why does Qui Gon take him off the ship into yeah, he's Tatooine? Like, Obi Wan, you stay on the ship. Jar Jar, I'm gonna come take. On. I'm gonna take this useless pile of like rubber yeah. with me. Yeah. Why did he bring him? It's he really shouldn't weird. have come. He literally tells him all the time, "Don't touch that. Don't touch that." He yeah. should have left him on the ship and said, "Don't, don't touch anything." Yeah. Right. Why did he bring him? It does really not make silly. sense. Uh, There's and a then lot they were also like, yeah, and sure, we'll take this handmaiden, I guess. Yeah, we'll take this handmaiden. Also, I like the idea that Qui Gon the entire time is onto her. About that, she's actually the. Uh, I was he. I don't That's know if he was. Also unclear. I don't know if he was, but I like the read that he is because, like, whenever there's that reveal, he and he and Obi Wan exchange a look, uh-huh. and like you could maybe interpret it as like, like mm. Qui Gon being like, "I knew," yeah, but it's like, but, like not clear. He says multiple times, like, like, like Padme will say something like, "The Queen will not be pleased with this," and he'll say like, "Well, the Queen's not here." Like I think he's like, being passive aggressive in those yeah, moments. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe the, he's like, I know, but she doesn't know I know. So yeah, I'll the, keep pretending that yeah. I don't know. I think that's the read is him being like, well, if you're oh. gonna play pretend, then I'll I, then I'm just gonna be a little piece of shit because you yeah. just, you can't give tell me what to do. Okay, um, to start out, I, I have one yes. right right off the bat. Go for it. Whenever Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn are flying in on their little ship into the Trade Federation, the pilot of that ship is a child. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you know she, she is so young, or 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 they whatever. Yeah. Uh, he I, honestly they they seem very uh, uh, androgynous for the Star Wars universe, which right. is like spot on, great. But I was like, this person looks like they're eighteen years old. <laughs> yeah. And that so was I watched, very strange to me. I think it's their first time flying. I think it's their first time captaining a ship, and I think we got to get a POV for them. Uh, their first mission. Is is transporting these uh, Jedi, and then it tragically ends in their death. Why I, wouldn't the Jedi have just flown their own ship? Yeah, like, we we know they have ships. Weird. Like Obi Wan fl- has a cool ship that he flies all the time. Later, right? Why didn't the they one just with the big ring? <laughs> yeah, it's cool, and he doesn't like flying, but he has. I mean, one. those are like starfighters as opposed to like big transport ships. But regardless, Man, it really it really is interesting how you know it's funny is like we we give the sequel trilogy crap for not being consistent and you give the 
original we can, we can give the original trilogy crap for being like oh they had a lot of stuff they wanted to do in new hope and then sort of shoehorn some stuff in later but like even in this one when it was george lucas of the helm being like i'm gonna make three movies he really was just winging it on a lot of stuff because i oh, was just remembering God. how in episode two obi-wan has a thing about how he doesn't like piloting ships or whatever doesn't like flying yeah and that's never mentioned in this one even though they're flying in ships multiple times yeah is it i don't know how often it's mentioned in the, in the other like mo- I'm maybe like, in the like 10 years between jake lloyd and hayden christensen Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, developed, like, an inner ear problem or something. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like, his equilibrium got, like, weird. There was something in the Jedi trial, the Jedi Knight trials, that, that gave him a fear of flying. <laughs> yeah. And and that's that's just what happened. Um, but that's my first POV. That's funny. I had written down, like, what about, like, what happened right before the Jedi show up? Like, what yeah. was there, like, you know? So that's that's not really a full story, but your your idea is great. Um, let's see. I have, yeah, I have two that are kind of similar after you, after yours. I mean, we talked about like, what is this trade blockade? So something from the point of view of like the Nemoidians taking these orders from this like shady guy, like what got them on Palpatine's side or rather Darth Sidious's side? Like how did he get them to like follow his rules? You know? And that makes me wonder too, because it's like, it's this idea of endless, it's like the 1984 idea of endless war. And like, they obviously have the droid army. And so it makes me wonder, like, is their thought, oh, we'll have endless demand if this Darth Sidious guy can start a war? Maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, these two are kind of similar. So I want the I want some POV from the other handmaidens that aren't Kira Knightley or Natalie Definitely. Portman. Definitely. That was on my list, too. I yeah. wrote, obviously, handmaidens. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, are they friends? Do they hang out after work? Um, is it a rotating thing where they all get to play the queen sometimes? Well, okay. So I, just because I've been listening to Blank Check, they like do a lot of like looks on Wikipedia and stuff. It's just, whatever her name is, Kira Knightley. Yeah. And, and like, I guess, like... Which you would it was think either her they would... or someone else who like ran against Padme to be elected queen and lost the election and is now her like take a Double? bullet for the queen decoy. That like, seems like a terrible it's like system. The beginning, like, you know, in Hamilton where they say, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a little crazy that the guy who comes in second gets to be the vice president. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And also amazing. What a great political system. If you lose to me, you have to be my if body double. If you are the child girl who loses the election. <laughs> and we better look a lot alike. Yeah. Because if we don't, this is not going to work very well. Very weird. Yeah. I think I think there could be multiple handmaiden stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a handmaiden's tale, if you will. Ah, a handmaid's yes. tale. Is that what it's called? I've read that we, book. And we I talked about this, but at least one of the big fish will have a POV. But I, um, oh, my other one oh. in, in that realm is... I want to. I want to know why the Gungans have a bongo. This like yeah. this like ship that. Uh, I mean, I guess they are. Why do they air breathers? Because their underwater city this, is like this air brings bubbles, me to. But like, yes. I want to know all about. How have we not gone back to Gunga City? Uh, ever? Well, I think there's, there's not. A... There's not a level of it in Battlefront. Like, I want to fucking, like, go there. <laughs> the, 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 I think there's a big reason. It's because everyone hated Jar Jar so much. And I guess, also but maybe it's a, the such racism. a cool idea. <laughs> it's a cool idea, but, but that leads me to another big question I note I had is, why is their city underwater? They breathe air. 
Right. It is. Right. It, I, I understand they are like semi-aquatic, like maybe amphibious, but yeah. they breathe air. Speaking they, of things that don't make sense, <laughs> when when they when uh, they're like Jar Jar, go get the Gungans to help us win this battle or whatever, and he comes, he goes down in the water and comes back up, and he's like, they're not there, but I know where they'll be, and then like we don't even hardly like cut, and it's like no. they're over there. <laughs> And it's, like, also, it's like they're why not did there, we they're need, over here. Why did and, and that's another thing of like why did we need the scene of him going they're not there? Yeah, we could like, have just, just we could have pan just, the camera out a little wider. You would have seen you could, we could have just gone right there and had Jar Jar been like, I checked and they weren't in the city, but they're at our sacred place and then we're we're and then we're here. We're already here. We didn't right. need the little thing where you showed it strange. Uh, yeah. There's no, their city should be on the water, not underwater. Like, because or like like Jar Jar is such a buffoon. Maybe he doesn't know where they were, and he's like, Let, I, I, they weren't there. I don't know where they are. And then maybe the Jedi could go down and investigate, and then they like find a fucking clue to go find them. I don't know. That's there, like extra shit that doesn't matter. But like, but, it, but it's, just it's like also such a useless thing. <laughs> yes, because so many of the so many of the things in this movie are just like a extra plot thing that doesn't mean anything or add anything. It's like. It's like, yeah, oh, they're not there. Where are they? They're over here. There was no problem to be solved. (laughs) No. We didn't have to figure anything out. It's kind of the same thing with all the problems that happen in the pod race. It's like, oh, Sebulba pulled this thing. Oh, his his he, his pod racer wouldn't start. But then I, and then I was like, oh, because Sebulba pulled the thing. But then no, later the thing that Sebulba pulled is what yeah. causes the problem. And I'm like, none of it ended up mattering. No, right. Why did we right. why did you show us Sebulba doing uh, anyway? Um Another one I want is the other three droids that weren't R2 that get blown off. <laughs> and similar with sim- similar with the handmaidens, I want there to be uh, just this vibe in those stories of like, wow, something really big might be about to happen yeah. for me. Like, yeah, this yeah. might be my big break. And right. then for the droids, it's that, no, it's not. Unfortunately, R2's the star and he lucks out. Um, also, I like I like the I like the implication that R2 is a very talented astromech droid. Because it's like, like they're like, oh, it's like we're at full shields again. And it's like, why didn't they make all the droids like that? Yes. <laughs> well, and also, like... why would you send all the droids at the same time? Why yeah. wouldn't you send one, see if it got the job done, and then if it got picked off, you send the next one? Yeah, and it, I was just like, if, if R2 is such a, such a clever, good, good-at-his-job droid, then shouldn't every model... That they every model should be an R two unit, and it should be specifically the D two model, because yes. apparently that programming is perfect and in and ingenuitive in ways that other droids aren't. Yeah, right. Maybe the other ones, um, they didn't do the like sort of sassiness programming. Oh, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because R two definitely has some sass to him, but maybe that's where his like well cleverness comes in. Like it's you, like the sass factor is like, and it runs enough RAM. That it's yeah. like not worth like putting in all your <laughs> R2 droids. Right. But someone actually did it. Okay. That's another POV I want is the person who programmed R2 and said, let's just put a little extra sass in there. Oh, well, I would love a droid programmer story in general. I want to know how Anakin, like what he put into C3PO to make him such a prissy British guy. You know, like I want to know and all about droid programming. It's and, like and we there's talked that, about. In fact, there's. There's some of that in this High Republic book. It's Ooh. it's like uh, about again. It's about hyperspace and it's about navigation and like it, I was just like, oh man, I knowing just a little bit about how a computer works, I want to know like all the droid shit. Yeah, 
It's like we talked about recently on a recent episode that that Anakin copied and pasted from some Google search and was right. like, uh, yeah, the sassy British protocol one. Great. Right. I'll use that one. Right. I want a sure... nervous droid. <laughs> <laughs> I want one that's I want one that, and I want one that can't speak the Sith language. Make sure right. that's in right. there. That's illegal. That's got to be in there. But another thing I remember at some point, I don't remember. I don't know if this is canon or not anymore, but like part of the reason why R2 is so good at what he does, like especially in the the sequels and throughout the prequels, I guess, is that he's, like, never been memory-wiped or right. whatever, right? Like, he has the sum of all his experiences. And that makes me wonder, like, we we know that C-3PO is born in this movie, but R2's, like, been around. And I'm like, what has he been doing? Yeah, like, what is his experience yeah. before? So that that leads me to an- another POV that I just thought of right now, which is an entire... This is the prequel I want to see. R2, what was he doing? Uh, was he always cool and good? Or was this the first cool thing he ever did? Ah. I got to <laughs> know. Was he always cool and good? Um, I want, um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> so I said there's going to be like 10 different pod racer stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that. Um, a Sabalba story, I'd be interested in that. Maybe even a Watto story. A Darth Maul story could be cool because yeah. like he became such a cool character in the cartoons. I thought maybe a midi Chlorians thing would be interesting, Ooh. but here's the only other one that I wrote like an actual sentence for. A story told from the central control ship, the big donut ship, mm. during the ground battle in the fields of Naboo, and then like the last line is just like four oh four page not found. <laughs> <laughs> because I love like that. it gets exploded it's and then all the droids are like Boom. Um, I think that, yeah, a Sebulba one would be fun. I I would like to see the uh the Tweedleks who are like giving him a a massage, like um what's their story are they there on their of their own volition because i'm a little worried about their about having to deal with sebulba because he seems like a real creep he definitely Um, like owns slaves in the same way that water does that leads me to some another note i wrote down there's no reason why they couldn't just take shmi with them i it's so crazy it's so crazy can you come and qui-gon's like well even though slavery is outlawed in the Republic, I guess we have to respect Watto's rules. Uh, just yeah. take. Oh, it's, wait. It's that the story needed Anakin to be sad and scared. Wait, like, I think I do remember. There's so much shit like that that it's when like the around winding the dinner, river of fate yeah. that they happen to be sitting in. <laughs> when they're around the dinner table, I think they talk about how like if they leave without without oh, water, yeah, like, they get blows blown up, up or something. So never That's mind, right. I take it back. But still, but I mean, like he could like you ignite force his powers, lightsaber bud. and be like, "Listen, bitch." <laughs> yes, or just like you know, use the force to like uh, crackle the the exploding thing inside right, her and right. render it useless. I don't know. Like in Mission Impossible Three. Exactly. Like, exactly. Just do a defibrillator inside of a pan with some exposed wire. It's yeah. Fine. Uh, and then Carrie Russell's eyes go sideways. Yeah, and it's sad, and she never comes back. And then Sawyer from Lost is there. Yeah, uh, right. That's Mission Impossible 4. Oh, shut up. He Listen. jumps off the building with that cool airbag. <laughs> that cool airbag backpack or whatever. Uh, I want two more. Two more. A113 class ring. <laughs> this last one is the most important. But first, uh, the beard Gungan guy who gives Jar Jar a hard time at first, but then he's like sort of his right hand guy. Oh, yeah, guy Captain Tarpaul. Yeah. He's Jar Jar, you're the boomer. <laughs> he's got a little beard, and he's like just trying to keep that, – that, that's what I, I wonder about that, too, because that's a real turn for him. Because in the beginning, he's like, hey, Jar Jar, 
how dare you come back here, you you piece of uh-huh. shit. And then in the battle, he's like doing his utmost to try to help him and make sure he stays alive. Right. And I'm like, what happened? What happened there, guys? And that's why I think we here's my here's my headcanon there. He's a son. Jar Jar is his son. And so it's a beautiful uh, relationship. And right. that's why. Well, we have established before on this show there is some short story out there called George R. Binks. (laughs) And that's Jar Jar's father, who was like a military hero. God, I forgot about that. And Jar Jar's like his fuck up son. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last but definitely most important, uh, the kids around the, like, Oh, Kidster, Wald? (laughs) Yeah. But not them, the ones that are there with the big group. And there's the girl with braces. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I want to know, I want to know about space braces uh-huh. and how come they've got them, and uh, how come y- this one girl had braces and no one else seems to have them. And is there a whole, is there a whole orthodontics business on Tatooine? Right. It seems strange that these these children that all seem to be low income, that one of them can afford orthodontry, yeah. but maybe it's free on maybe it's free on Tatooine. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe it's different. Is it for all I like creatures? that idea. There, in, in the Empire Strikes Back one, the you know Wilro Hood, the ice cream machine guy? So <laughs> yes. background for people listening, if you haven't heard of this or seen this, in Empire Strikes Back, when they're evacuating Cloud City, a guy runs by the camera just really quick, and he's holding what looks like a homemade ice cream machine, like an ice and cream And what maker. is a homemade ice cream machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah and that right? is That's what it is. That's just repainted um, or something. And then because of that in the sort of like pre-internet days where like memes were just like people who knew something and they told someone else. Yeah. <laughs> um, he became this like weird like meta or like, you know, just kind of like fringy like character that people love to talk about. So much so that he got a name. His name is Wilro Hood. Um, he was always just called like the ice cream guy or Wilro Hood. The, every year at celebration, there's like the running of the Wilro Hoods, and it's like <laughs> like the evacuation of Bespin, and it's like all these people dressed up as him. They each have an ice cream machine, and they all run together. Um, anyway, uh, he the ice cream machine, as we come to find out in like episode three of the Mandalorian, is like a crate. It's like a little safe for valuables. It's what his like right. Beskar steel was in. Um, and in the Empire Strikes Back uh, story about him in the from a certain point of view, he um, it, 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 I can't remember exactly what it's about, but it is about him evacuating, and he has this case, and it's very important that he has it. It's not ice cream; it's like it's got some kind of valuables in it. I can't remember, but early on in the story, he's like dreaming about like getting off of Bespin and retiring and having an ice cream. <laughs> Like, they do still mention that he likes ice cream. Yeah, yeah. they're like, the important thing for for, for canon's sake is that right. ice so cream I guess be the whole, related. The whole reason I bring up that story is, like, does this braces girl, like, does it have nothing to do with, like, correcting her teeth? Right. But still, she someday but, wants to be a dentist or something. Yeah. <laughs> she grows up to invent orthodontia, yeah, orthodontry, right. and, uh, but she just, those are actually, she's an alien and that's what her teeth look like. Yeah. She's yeah. an alien. She looks entirely human, except her teeth are weird. Also, Man. one of the stories in that book, uh, Ian Bestman talks about, like, at one point someone's in a bathroom, 
and it it calls out the toilet being like a weird shape because it has to work for like all sorts of different races, like different species. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I had never thought of that. <laughs> There's so many weird creatures. Like building a, a universal toilet has got to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> that's a great point, and is just now that's all I'm gonna think about for the rest of the night. <laughs> Um, let's see. I think that, that was my last POV, so I don't have any more. But, yeah, uh, cool. I, I definitely don't either. LucasArts, I mean, like, like talk to like, call us. Well, maybe by 2039, we'll be well-established enough yeah, um, right. that they will actually let us write something. We'll obviously still be doing the podcast. Oh, wait. How old will I be? Yeah, I should still be alive, right? What's, what's, what's 2039? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm 84 right now, so what is that? Yeah, wait, right. what, what That was, was another ca- thing we really I was going to say, early on in the podcast, our yeah. canon was that we saw the original we Star Wars in, in theaters. Yeah. And we were um, old. Well, let's see. I was born in 91, so 39 would be like just about 50, 48. 48. Yeah, I'll be, and I'll be 47. All right. Yeah, we, we'll be alive. We'll, we'll still be doing the podcast. Yeah, we'll still be, and we will still be doing the podcast. <laughs> uh, let me just go over some notes real quick anything else important or that i w- thought would be interesting um was that a pod that, racing noise that's the saboba pod racer which i think sounds <laughs> incredible the sound design is just like it's very good i mean there it's it's only ever going to be star wars yeah for sound design, oh it's got to be star wars babe it's, it's i just called you babe i don't star know why wars. hey babe it's got to be hey, star babe. wars babe listen babe it's got <laughs> Remember when they're talking to uh, Darth Sidious, but he's a hologram, but the Nemoidians are walking, and it's like, well, how could they be talking to a hologram if they're walking? And then you see the hologram is being projected by like a spider robot that like is walking. (laughs) Like what? It's very cool. I, I just, just really Im- wanted the scene to be in motion. <laughs> this is important. Natalie Portman in this movie was my first crush. Um, ah. So that's fun. I remember I told uh, one of my brother's friends um, at church that I thought she was hot. And he oh, said I was too young to say that. You said this either yeah. on our first Phantom Menace episode or sometime before on the show. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I just want to say it again because it's important. You are not allowed um, to say that someone is hot. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say someone's hot. Are you uh, an angel? Are you an angel? That's pretty much. I mean, that's everything important. Uh, yeah, that's everything important. Weird accent stuff with Padme. Weird uh, changing of, of oh, pronunciations. Yeah. It's all very Star Wars. Yeah. What I'm trying to think is we gave this a nine the first time out. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think if it's as... I, th- I feel like it. this one also might get a nine. But it's like a high nine? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I it's like a nine like, point three. I still like the four. nine for this. But like upon thinking more about it, it really is... A confounding movie. Now, that doesn't make it not Star Wars because basically every prequel and at least one or two of the sequels and possibly Return of the Jedi are like, huh, that's an odd movie. (sighs) Yeah. And I mean, even the, you know, Solo, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's true. Those movies all are movies. And this movie is like, it's it's not like every time he should have zigged, he zagged. It's like he wasn't doing zigzags at all. He was doing no. like curly cues. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He was he was doing a book, but like a couple different books at the same time. Yeah. But then in a movie. 
Yeah, it's it is very a weird. really puzzling This movie, movie. is so strange. It's, it, what's interesting is I have a couple friends who are watching Star Wars for the first time right now. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I have a friend who is watching everything in, in chronological, can, canon chronological order. And so they're oh, in brother. the middle of, I know. And I, when I say everything, I mean everything. They're watching the TV like shows Clone too. Wars, yeah. So they're in the middle of a Clone Wars TV show right now. Which, and, if you were to watch season one, episode one, all the way through season eight or seven or whatever it is, that's not chronological. Yeah, right. That show jumps around. <laughs> right, right, right. They are watching, I think I think uh, they're keeping Clone Wars all, watching it all in one, one, one sitting. Um, and I have another friend who essentially hasn't seen anything uh, I, I think he saw the original the, the original trilogy when he was young and then hasn't seen really anything. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the original pre like saw maybe one of the original prequels. So he's been texting me like as he goes, mm-hmm. and it's very funny to hear Man, their I'm reactions. I'm so jealous. I would love to fucking hear reactions. From it's them. I'll send you some of them because it is interesting. Because like it is, uh, my my friend who's watching them all in chronological. She has said she's like, uh, the Republic is bad, and like especially watching yeah. Clone Wars. She's like, the Republic is bad, right? Is is this supposed to be a thing? And I was like, well. Uh, y- yes and no, because it kind of is. It kind of fe- like like I said when you talk about this episode, it feels like Lucas was trying to say something, but didn't really like stick the it. landing yeah. of actually saying it. Or, because yes, or stick the launch to the landing, or do the right. trick in the air, <laughs> right? Or and then maybe it necessarily wasn't a shuttle. If we're going with that kind of launch, like you know, uh, it, yeah, he was. He was he was trying. And it, back to the gymnastics one, which you were doing. He was trying to do that, yeah, but he was vault. also. Yes, he was uh, doing water. He was in a water polo outfit, and then, <laughs> but on the vault, and then yeah. Didn't no, stick I'm, I'm picturing. I'm picturing it's the vault, the little springboard. Yeah. There's the little pommel horse thing, and then like the yeah. the final landing. He's running next to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still somehow though manages to trip on the springboard. Mm-hmm. B- bounce off the pommel horse end up in the landing zone and then like kind of crawls to his feet and it's like okay the movie is over it did it's start true. and it did end <laughs> and he is carrying and, and what's funny is he is carrying an ice cream machine the whole time too <laughs> he's running and that's what makes him trip yes of course. and he's thinking about ice cream yeah it, it is just like such a puzzling movie it's so puzzling and, I- and like i said like watching it from that sort of more like politically aware point of view I I did sort of enjoy it, and I agree. Like, I I wrote down the note. Like, what? Um, hang on, let me see if I can find it. Uh, so I said, so this is a bad time for government and yeah. the Jedi, but so is the original trilogy. So, yeah. like, what were Luke and his team fighting for? Like, but like, yeah. did they not ever hear about the Republic? Because the Republic was fucked too. Like, they don't okay. want the evil Empire anymore. But like, what do they want? This because brings me apparently tyranny is bad, religion is bad, and bureaucracy is bad. <laughs> yes, I, yes. If you have enough, if you have enough capitalism and you have enough uh, uh, democracy and you have enough religion and you have enough fascism, it's going to be bad no matter what. Apparently, like what, what I would fight for is like. Okay, they don't want the empire; they want the opposite of the empire. They want autonomy for every planet. Then right. Exactly. You know, (laughs) which, which, which could have been cool in the sequels if they had done something like that. Right. Where it was like, oh, no more Republic. The the new Republic is like a loose confederation of planets that like help each other out if they need to. Right. Like, but, but there's no one being like, like, you have to do everything. Exactly. Like, or like the UN, like, they're not like, 
they're they're sort of like setting examples that people agree to follow this, or whatever, but they're not like in charge. Well, so so this this leads me to another quick thing. I, there was a it was a fan th- no not really a fan theory that I that I thought of a, like a long time ago where I was like if if you view the prequels as propaganda, it kind of changes the because they they are so different in tone and like style that in a way I'm like oh is this actually. Oh, what a happened? Pro- yes, are these propaganda films in universe that that they made of like, oh, this is the downfall of the Republic, right, right? You know, um, which it doesn't track all the way because they, why would you make Darth Vader a sympathetic fi- figure in any way? Um, you know, it doesn't doesn't entirely make sense, but I do think um, it. I lost my train of thought. No, that makes sense though. They were done in a different generation and sort of oh, from a yes. different point of view. So like Yes. Oh, they speaking do of have a different style and possibly like can be believed less in terms yes. of the sort of unreliable narrator kind of theory. And, and speaking of point of view, Qui-Gon says that in this movie, so it's another Star Wars thing. And <laughs> um uh we you know, we we like to joke how Han is like, Oh, the Jedi are fake. And it's like it's been ten years. Right. Like what are you talking right. about? It's been like it's been twenty years or whatever. But like if if we're if that's how it operates in this world, then maybe it has become such a thing of where people don't know how the Republic was or they have forgotten so quickly, or because its influence was wasn't there on the outer rim, they are sort of you know, oh, uh oh. Uh oh, is the rebellion make America great again? Because they're like, we got to get back to the Republic, the good old days. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> oh like, no, yeah. oh no. Actually, that's more the First Order. I think the First Order is yeah, like, we got to right, get back right. to the old days of the Empire. Well, and also to the point of like Han going like, what are the Jedi or whatever? The, there were ten thousand of them at the time of the fall of the Republic, which or, the know, universe is really right big. Before. And and there's easily that many seats in the Senate. Right, the galaxy so like, is huge. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. It'd be like if there was, like, in Washington D.C., like, still at that like position of like the federal government or like the top level or whatever. It'd be like if there was like a a fighting dojo there. Yeah. Of like these amazing fighters, but like I've never, you know, I've been to D.C. a couple times, but I'm not going there all the time, and I'm not like keeping tabs on like every last fighting dojo. Right, and we we don't know we don't know the names or exactly how it works of the Secret Service. Right, you know right. exactly. So like you sh- you might not know everything about the Jedi. That yeah. kind of makes sense. I don't know a single guy from SEAL Team Six. Me neither, except for Chris Pratt. Was he in that movie? I don't know. I, I also don't know him personally, so I don't know. I think he was actually there. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, should we wrap up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we going to give this? Uh, I mean, I'm still like, totally I think I'm on board a with a nine. Yeah, me too. I think this stays a nine. Uh, my, my, my unit of measure is going to be punk, and I'm going to give it nine of those, and it's going to be Sebulba's <laughs> pod racer zipping yeah. by going, Boom, 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 well, in that case, I'll do another sound effect, and mine will be nine. Because <laughs> they do that too many times uh-huh. in this movie. Um, so, yeah, do you want us on the internet? Because you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, where I don't post anymore because it was exhausting. But maybe I will <laughs> again one day. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can email us if you have yes. something you want to say. 
uh, at a good podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Let's see what other things we, you gotta, you gotta give us a five star review, baby. You're required to by law. Yeah. And tell Go your friends, it. we want, we want to grow our, uh, our audience and our reach. And, um, uh, that is how, um, so many people have found the show is like yeah. some friend told them about it. That's right. Um, so check it out. Oh yeah, we have a survey. You you heard the little um, ad blurb in this episode, right. but uh, if you could do us a favor, if you're a listener, long time or first time, check out the show notes and go fill out that survey for us. That's to help us figure things out and expand our reach for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else personally I, going I just on? This weekend finished shooting a video, but I have a lot of editing ahead of me, so it's possible that by now. That's out, but I doubt it. <laughs> I, I actually finally uh, have another audiobook, and I think actually by the time this comes out, it might be available, question nice. mark. But um, it's called The Fallows, or no, it's called War and the Fallows, the High Council series, or something like that. I don't know. I'll, it'll be on my website. Go check it but out. But it's a series. Uh, well, it's book one, so, so you know, you fingers, the door. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed it's nice. a series. We'll see. But I think that's everything, right? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. So, like, you know, it's about time for WIVI. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And may the fourth be with you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.